It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey with Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. And uh, over the uh, last uh, two days, we've seen some boys basketball. There's been some girls basketball uh, and a couple of hockey games uh, last night um, that we'll probably open the show with. I was uh, say, don't bury the lead. And, that was a well, big win. In for the Huskies it, last it, I'm segueing from the last thing I talk about will be the first thing that we talk about. I know, but come on. How about those Huskies? That's a heck of a how win. How about those Huskies? Uh, how about Evan Alcomo, uh, a guy that uh, prior to last night had only played two periods this season for uh, Northern, uh, and uh, basically he stood on his head. <laughs> well, was, I mean, uh, we'll get into that. It was but, a great performance. I so. mean, if we're being honest, Dennis, we were worried how the Huskies would perform against Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Not only did they surpass expectations, they won the damn game. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into all of that. I want to talk to a lot about uh, Bryson Smith on the uh, the show today and like because he's kind of come out of nowhere and we'll talk about that a little bit, um, and we'll get to a whole lot more. You saw a basketball game last night that Richmond played in. I saw the Big Reds on uh, Thursday night or Wednesday night. Um, actually, you were at the game for a little while, and then you left before your cousin had a, a <laughs> an and one. Uh, but anyways, that's, that's the family guy that you are. Uh, we'll get into it when we come back in a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Gara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and Brady. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Had a hockey doubleheader last night at McMorn Arena. Uh, and, and I'm not I'm not joking about this, Brady. Uh, the two games on the schedule, I thought I might only see four periods of hockey last night. I'm just being honest. No, that's the truth because, well, we'll talk about Marysville second. But, hey, Orchard Lake St. Mary's is a really good program. And, Dennis, you saw – Northern play a not great period against Stony Creek, and that had you a little concerned. And, you know, Stony Creek wasn't great. And, well, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, even with good Northern teams, they've struggled with them before. Yeah, and, well, the, the thing is, is in the Stony Creek game, Northern got better. Like, they dominated the last two periods of that game, and they won the game very impressively, you know, 5-1. to one. This game, uh, the, the start, I thought, was pretty good for the Huskies. I thought in the first period – they actually played well. Uh, there were a lot of penalties, which sometimes can kind of throw the, the flow off a little bit. Um, there were six power plays just in the first period. Each team had three power plays. There were a bunch of overlapping penalties towards the end of the uh, the period. So we, we had a lot of those situations where, okay, it's four on three for half a minute. Then it's four on four for a minute. And then it's uh, five on four for half a minute <laughs> kind, you know, kind of stuff. Um, and, and out of the chaos, Northern got outshot in the first seven to five, but they were leading two to one at the end of, of the, uh, the period. Now I want to start with Bryson Smith because he was the story of the first period. Um, he got his seventh goal of the season on the power play to open the scoring and make it one to nothing. And it was the play where he got the puck down low in front of the net and he went forehand to backhand and put it right up under the bar over the goalie's shoulder Beautiful play. You have to have hands to make a move like that and to score a goal like that. 
Um, it, it was a really nice uh, play. St. Mary's tied the game up in a wild, chaotic goal mouth scramble. Everybody's doing snow angels out in front of the net, and somehow the puck got through and, and, and got in. But then as the period was coming to an end, the puck was in front of the northern net with 10 seconds to go in the first period. And somehow the Huskies scored to take the lead. And Bryson Smith, again, took a pass through the neutral zone, split the two defensemen. He was at the hash marks. I looked up at the clock, Brady. He was at the hash marks with three-tenths of a second left in the period, and his shot beat the buzzer for the go-ahead goal. It's a pretty quick shot. Uh, and it was a bullet, too. Now, in hockey, puck's got to be all the way across the line, whole puck, all the way across the line before the buzzer sounds or it doesn't count. It's not like basketball or other sports where if you take the shot or throw the pass before time runs out, you can catch it after time has run out and get points. In hockey, the puck can be on the way, but if the buzzer sounds before it's all the way across the goal line, it doesn't count as a goal. And I'm up top, and sound doesn't travel as fast, but up top in the booth, it was pucks in, buzzer starts. So I think it was a good goal. Well, and and that type of situation, let's be honest, the human eye is not going to get that 100% right. Like, it's just the human error element and that close. That's when in, I mean, if it was an NHL game, you're going frame by frame to see, okay, is this pixel over the line or not? So I whatever the official would have called in that situation, could you have really blamed him either way? Because no. it wasn't def- it's not like it was in, the goalie turned around, knocked it out, and then the buzzer sounded. Or he had it, the buzzer sounded, he shot, and scored. No, but I, I honestly, and, and, I, and I'm not playing favorites or I'm not going, well, Northern's home team, I want them to win. If I didn't think it was a goal, I'd tell you. I don't right. think that was a goal. I, I, I think that, you know, somebody got hosed. I think it was a goal. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how you get a shot off that fast and get it past the goalie that fast. But I think it was a goal. So that made it what? Two to one? So that made it two to one Northern at the end of uh, one. Um, and I'm like, wow, you know, that, that's a really good period for the, the Huskies. Evan Alcona was, was good. He, he had one. I thought it hit him in the shoulder on a breakaway shorthanded. But afterwards, he, he was kind of hugging the crossbar. Uh, almost like the the puck had hit the crossbar. So I don't know if he made that save in the first period, but but I'm like, okay, El- Elcona looks, you know, good because you don't know. I, I've seen I've seen him play one game and, and he faced four shots. Right. Um. So you're like, pretty solid period by uh, Northern. Second period starts. You you can tell that St. Mary's is like, man, we're losing this game. Let's crank it up. And they came in waves in the second period. They outshot Northern uh, 16 to 2 was what they announced. And, and I believe it because I was watching it. Um, and as the period mounted, and I kept going, Alcona makes the save. Oh, and another big stop by Alcona. Oh, he flashes out the pad. Oh, he gets the stick on that one. Oh, blocker save. Oh, chance right in front. I mean, all period long. Oh, a deflection, and he makes the save. It's like, Wait a minute. 
what's going on here? Who is this kid? Like, you know, let, let, let's take the Northern jersey Fl- off. Let's take the jersey off and see if there's an S on his chest. <laughs> there's going to – I mean, Northern was supposed to be down at goaltender this year. Yeah. They're supposed to get this type of performance. Uh, and then, you know, the, they, they spent the first 11 minutes of the period in their own zone stemming off the tide. Um, and they go down, and the puck's in the corner, and uh, Paul Cheneau almost blindly – shoots it from the corner, and banks it in off the goalie. Like, first shot in an hour by the Huskies, and they're up 3-1. to one. And you're like, and it's at that moment, you're like, they might win this game tonight. It's like, at that moment, you're like, they're up two now. That's kind of a back-breaking goal, and right. they, they, they can't get a P past El Como right now. Northern's got a chance. If they do this right, they can win this game. And and St. Mary's did respond pretty quickly. They they got a goal to make it three to two. But after that, nothing. They had fifteen shots in the third period. They were storming all around the northern zone at the end of the game. They just couldn't get another one. Okay. I've had games where goalies have made fifty saves. And they didn't have the kind of game that Alcomo had last night making 36 saves. He made 36 saves. They had 20 quality scoring chances. Easy. Easy. He was really good. So he's walking around uh, Portland on Northern today feeling pretty good about himself, as he should. He should, yeah. I mean, for a freshman. A freshman. If, I mean, if you have that type of performance against, I don't know, a non-MIHL team, you're still feeling pretty good. Like, 36 saves, I don't care if you're shooting it 36 times from the blue line. You have a pretty good chance of getting a few past a guy. But 36 saves against Orchard Lake St. Mary's in a league game, that's a hell of a performance, and that's, that's one that, hey, even if he does – nothing the rest of his high school yeah. hockey career. He can always hang his hat on this one, and hopefully we see more of this going yeah. forward. Uh, and, and, I, and I'm going to tell you what. Uh, he won the goaltending battle, and the St. Mary's goalie, uh, Blaze Cervelli, is a good goalie. Like, there was the one suspect goal, but he's a good goalie, and, and you watch him play, and you go, oh, yeah, this kid knows what he's doing. Um, and the, the, the shots that uh, they announced at the rink last night were 38-14, to 14. So Alcomo won the heads-up goaltending battle against a kid that's, I think, you know, you don't go to St. Mary's if you can't play. Yeah, they don't hand out free rides there for for nothing. Um, Northern had the first three power plays of the game in the first period, scored on on their last uh, chance, and then St. Mary's had six straight power plays, and the Huskies killed them all. That's impressive. And that's yeah. more than just a goaltender standing on his head. Because, Dennis, you've done games where a goalie stands on his head and you go, the team's not playing well at all. The goalie's bailing them out. And when I called you last night, that wasn't the issue. You weren't going, oh, my God, Alcomo put the entire team on his back. You're like, no, the the, the team played well. Yeah, they I took mean, advantage of their scoring opportunities. And, yeah, they got a lot of chances, but it wasn't because Northern was playing bad. No, and what, what I loved, as the game went on, as you got into the third period, you could really start telling the Northern kids thought they could win the game. Um, and and I, I love when teams start selling out, when guys start 
going, you know, yeah, it hurts, but I'm diving in front of this puck. I'm going to try and block this shot. The puck is an inch from the the blue line. I'm diving headfirst, and I'm poke-checking it out center. They're not holding this puck in the zone. I'm going to get crunched here along the boards, but I'm going to pin this puck up. I'm going to win this puck battle, and, and, you know, we're going to win this shift or we're not going to get scored on this shift. Uh, and so, and that's always fun to watch. And then the reaction every time Alcomo makes a big save and there's a whistle and the guys are coming up and tapping him on the head like he scored a goal, you know, um, that's fun. Also, you know, I wanted to talk a little more about Bryson Smith. I've done four Northern games this year, and he's had 11 points. That's a pretty good average. Six goals, five assists. In the last two games, he's had five goals and two assists. He was in on all three goals last night. He scored the first two. He had an assist on the uh, the game winner. This is a kid that in 2021 played 16 games for Northern, didn't play a lot, had a goal and an assist, and was just a guy on the roster. And if he wasn't in the lineup, you didn't really miss him. And when he was in the lineup, you didn't really say his name a lot. Right, I, think I only remembered him because Bryson is kind of a unique first name, and he spells it with a Y. Right. And a that, Y and a C. He was a freshman at the time, right? Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't even realize he wasn't there last year. You, you said he played for the Oakland Grizzlies yeah, last the year. Yeah, Grizzlies, yes. Yeah. So, like, he didn't even play on Northern's team last year. And I guess I just remembered the name from two years ago because I thought it was there last year. Right. It just didn't play a lot. Well, you've done so much. It all runs together. You don't. <laughs> it's hard to separate all 30 years of hockey you've done. But but this year in six games, he has been legit. Eight goals, six assists, 14 uh, points. Northern has been shut out in one game, so really he's done all his damage in five games. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do it all in the win against the, the Big Reds. They won 9 nothing. He had two assists in that game. They didn't need to play him a lot. Right. Um, so, I mean, he, he's done it. He had three points against Gross Point South. He had uh, four points in a win over Stony Creek. He had three points last night in the win in the championship game at the Mans. He had a goal and an assist against Marysville. So he's done it against some decent teams. And uh, he's one of those guys right now, Brady, the way he's playing, when he's on the ice and he gets the puck in the offensive zone, you kind of hold your breath because you're waiting for something good to happen. Right, and you said he doesn't just do it all offensively. He doesn't cheat down the ice. He plays back and is responsible defensively. Yeah, he, he's good at both ends of the ice. So if I was picking three stars last night, Al Como gets star number one, Bryson Smith gets star number two, and then the whole Husky team gets star number three just for you know the battling and, and kind of selling out at, at the end. St. Mary's is the better team. They are. That's just being honest. They carried the play 38-14. to 14. Your goalie made a lot of great saves. But for one night, Northern got a, a win, and I think they deserved it. And how much does that do, do, do for the psyche of that Northern team, especially after losing the Mans for the first time and you know maybe being down a bit, people like us are saying, all right, this isn't as good of a Northern team as last year. And then they go out and beat St. Mary's. Yeah, well, not only did, did they lose the Mans for the first time, but in their first league game, Catholic Central spanked them. Well, Catholic like earlier, Central. I know, I know, but earlier that week, you, you lost 8 nothing right. in your first league game, and you're like, oh, here we go. MIHL season has started. Right. And you come, you respond from that and get a nice win. That's 
that's a really, really nice win for Northern. Anything else on the Huskies? Uh, just thanks for, for a fun game last time. <laughs> yeah, because they haven't beaten St. Mary's too many times since they've been in the Co- MHA. A couple years ago, I want to say they beat them in overtime. Dominic Ruiz scored a goal in, in overtime, and, and they got a win at uh, McMoran. But you're, you're right. It, it's If we went back over the history uh, – they don't have a lot. They don't have uh, have a ton of ton of wins uh, against them. So that that's a really really nice win. Now you saw the game before that Marysville. They won seven to two. They were the better team, and they kind of acted like they knew they were the better team. Yeah, I, I have to preface this because because I'm going to be critical, and you're going to be like Stucky. How can you be critical? They won seven to two. I know, I know, um, but. I didn't like the way they played last night. And and I'm I'm going to tell you like truthful honest stats. Brady, they had the puck 90% of the game. They spent 90% of the game with possession of the puck in Gross Point North zone and they only took 23 shots. The shots were 23 to 23. There is no way you should dominate a team like that and the shots should be 23 to 23. Now, yes, in the end, they won 7-2. to two. No, there was never a threat at any time in this game that they were going to lose. But Gross Point North has won three games in their last 50. They were giving up 12 goals a game this season. And Marysville is good enough that this should have been a two-period mercy game. Just attack, shoot the puck, do your business, and get out of there. And I thought they kind of dinky-dude around with it. Yeah, they just didn't. It was 1-1 at the end of the first period, and they had the puck the whole period. And they could. The good news is Marysville's talented enough that they could get away with it. But just put a te- put your foot on the throat, choke them out, two periods, all right, go home. So they play 17-minute periods, and I'm like in intermission going, I'm going to have the puck for 16 minutes, and it's a 1-1 game. And, and they had a lot of open chances where they'd make the extra pass because it, it, it was almost like they were playing World Cup soccer and it had to be perfect. Oh, we have to make a perfect cross or it doesn't count. Just shoot the puck. Hmm. Gavin Vernarski shot the puck first shot of the game and smoked one home. And then it was like, oh, well, we're not going to shoot anymore this period. We're just going to pass it around, make sure everybody touches it 12 times and we'll pass it into the, to the net. That doesn't work. So they came out in the second period. Um, and for the first four minutes, they shot the puck, and it's four to one. <laughs> ben Lavalley scores. Trevor Wallace scores. Noah Lavalley scores. They're all over them. And I'm thinking, okay, they've stopped fooling around. As soon right. as it got to four to one, they went back to, I like to call it dinky do mode. Hmm. They got the puck all the time. There's no real threat that you know Gross Point North is going to do anything. But why are we having a third period in a game that should have been a mercy in, in two periods? Uh, and then Gross Point North gets a good bounce. McMoran Arena and those stupid Zamboni gate doors. Hmm, bounce right out in front. Comes right out into the slot. Bang. 
12 and a half minutes to go in the game, and it's 4-2. to two. Now, again, I'm not seriously thinking Gross Point North is going to make a comeback here, Mary, so it's all right. But a team that gives up 12 goals a game, why are you 4-2 to two with them with 12 minutes to go? Right. Smoke them out of the building. They got the last three goals. Again, they were never in, in trouble here. They, they actually dominated this game, and they win by five goals, and I shouldn't be complaining. And, and I shouldn't expect a 10 nothing win in two periods, but I kind of did. And I'm kind of disappointed that that's not what I got. Because you know Marysville has the talent to do that. Absolutely. Uh, ben LaValle had two more goals. He's already got 12 this year. He's kind of blossomed into a big scorer. But if I'm Ben LaValle, I'm going, I'm looking at the, the thing and going, man, I want five goals tonight. Right, I can really pad my stats. If if I'm Noel Lavalley, yeah, I got two goals, but man, uh, I want five goals tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know. So uh, Trevor Wallace is, is really playing well. Th- this is the the one really positive thing for Marysville because we were like, okay, we know about the top line, but are they going to get any secondary scoring? They rolled three lines last night, and all three lines got goals. Um, Wallace had two goals. Vernarski had a goal, and then the top line had uh, two goals each from each LaValle. Mm. So, I mean, all in all, the, and the other guy, because you know I'm a Tyler McKenney fan, mm. but Tyler's not a shutout goalie. He doesn't ever get shutouts. Last night was a chance to go and get your goalie a shutout. Just smoke this team off the ice. Be up 8 nothing at the end of the first period. Play the second period in running time and get your goalie a shutout. Yeah. So those are my complaints, but Marysville dominated. They won again, and they're off to a great start. They're five and three on the season, uh, and I do love the Vikings. I was just like, I don't. Maybe I had undue expectations, and, and I and I guess I shouldn't be. You know, Gross Point North. They don't want to give up twelve goals every night, so I don't know. But I just. I, I watched the game, Brady, and when they announced the shots are 23-23 and Marysville had the puck for, what do they play, 51 minutes? They had the puck for 45 of the 51 minutes. Mm. I'm like, how can shots be 23-20? Shoot the puck and run that team out of the rink. And they get a chance to really, I don't know, make up for it. They play Anchor Bay. If you get a second win against the Tars down in suburban Macomb, Feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah. And, and and Anchor Bay is, you know, they're they're five and two on the year. Uh they've won three of their last uh, four games. Uh, they're they're playing pretty good uh, hockey. The the and the first time around I thought Marysville handled them pretty good. It was a four to one game. Yeah. So chance to repeat that on the road. So anything else in hockey? You know, and that's the other thing. <laughs> Gross Point North got one win, but it was against Utica, and Utica just beat you. So you have to take that, you know, you can't just go, oh, we're going to throw our sticks out on the ice and win. They did, but (laughs) anyways, I'm better now. Yes. More hockey tomorrow. Uh, PH Unified plays uh, St. Clair Shores Unified, and that's a one o'clock faceoff. Yes, it is. And then you'll have that one. I will have that one. All right. My blood pressure shouldn't be so high because Northern Marysville both won last night. Yeah. And Marysville won. Big in the end and, and easy, but I just thought they should have won bigger and easier. <laughs> That's all. I, I know. It's unfair. Um, and, uh, and you know, I got nothing to say about Northern, but way to go, Alcomo. And uh, that was a great effort. Yes, absolutely. All right. We'll talk some basketball when we come back. 
Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. 
At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. So, uh, Brady, it, it was a good night for Northern, and, I, and I'm going to say it was a good night for Brady Beaton because you gave me a scouting report at the be- beginning of the year after seeing Northern play, and you said, watch out for Jade Freeman. And I was all excited to see Jade, uh, and I saw Northern on their biggest clunker night of the season, <laughs> apparently, because that Marysville game must have been an apparition because they played a much better game against Gross Point South earlier this week. And a nice win for the Northern Ladies last night, beating Almont 47-41. And Jade Freeman led the way with uh, 19 points in the win. Yeah, and it's the first win of the year, and you get uh, kind of get that monkey off your back. With the young team, Dennis, we always talk about it. How important is it to learn how to win? And congratulations to Coach Rossi, because that's going to feel good. Yes, getting that first one, because um, you were close against Yale. You battled with Gross Point South, so you get the win on the road, I might add. Yeah, that's that's got to feel good, and, and you talk about seeing the, the ball go in the hoop. Sometimes just feeling good after that final buzzer, and it's not, here we go again. It's, hey, we got the win. Now, put a couple together. You bring in a good St. Clair team coming up. They lost to South Lake 57-52, but South Lake is pretty talented. That's tough loss on the road. Riley Schneider had 12. Aaron Saros had 10. Kamarowski had 8 for St. Clair. But that's a tough battle on the road for St. Clair. Northern and St. Clair will match up next week and that's going to be a game I'm going to be very interested. I'm yeah. assuming one of us is there. Uh, and uh, I don't know the player but one player for Southlake scored almost half their points. Yeah, they're, they're stud. She's a sophomore. I can pull up her name really quick I saw her last year single-handedly beat St. Clair last year so uh, that's a tough first loss for St. Clair but on the road again you're you're trying to take that next step it would have been a really nice win had they beaten South Lake on the road but both teams are trying to form the identity and going up to Northern for St. Clair that's a chance for a nice win for St. Clair if they get it or if Northern can I mean, I'd call it a small upset for Northern. If they can get that win, you're feeling pretty good about yourselves. Well, I mean, not only did Freeman have a good game for them, too, but Charlotte Eastman and Kate Nichols had nine each. Right. So, you know, there there are other shooters for the, the, the Huskies uh, last night, so that's positive. And we kind of thought Eastman and Nichols would be players they'd lean on this year because I thought they played really well last year as right. freshmen. And again, no Falco in the top three scores, and you know she can go off for double digits on any night. And a final thought on St. Clair Southlake, uh, they really didn't have Schindler for a lot last They didn't night. have Schindler. They didn't have, uh, obviously, Cole still out, and they didn't have Furland. So St. Clair not even 100% healthy. And they're, they're playing well, and they play with an edge to them. Like, they play with a little bit of meanness and that just – yeah, the, you know when you're playing St. Clair. They play with that edge to them, and I like that. They get that from their coach. He, <laughs> he, uh, he, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Come on. Oh, it was awesome. He's, he's when into they, it. When they shut out uh, Marysville after the first quarter, he's excited getting the crowd. I mean, St. Clair student section, we talk about it all the time, but 
it when you have the student section overflowing into the to the hallway, and I know that it's because the stands are so small that makes it look bigger than it is, but that gym is small, and it's intimidating when you have an entire student section yelling and standing on the floor. It's loud. There's great acoustics in that gym for some reason, and it gets loud. It does. It really does. And it, that's not, we, not even when it's packed. When it's packed, it's impossible to play in. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it, it, it's it's a fun place, and they are a good student section, um, and I like that. Here's a score that kind of, we went, what? Uh, because Marine, Marine City just put up 75 earlier in the week. Uh, I saw them uh, beat Algonac pretty handily, and we, uh, we didn't think much of Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald must be a much better basketball team this year because they beat Marine City 50-36. to 36. Fitzgerald has been a bad basketball team the last two years. But they're four and zero. But even with their first three wins, okay, they beat Hazel Park, they beat King, and they beat Warren Lincoln. Those are not three girls basketball powers. And then they beat Marine City and like fits. Just in winning though can get you in a good but mood and make you feel have, better about yourself. They have to have talent. They didn't last year, Dennis. Last year they were a one in sixteen basketball team. They won their first game and then lost sixteen straight. Like. They lost to Marine City last year. They actually forfeited the one game. When they played, they lost fifty-six to eighteen. So yeah, I, I think I, I think I did that game, which is why I was thinking in my head, "Oh, Fitzgerald, Marine City is going to roll again." Yeah. So who knows? Maybe they had an influx of talent that we didn't know about. He's saying they got a new coach and he brought players with him. I did not say that. <laughs> that is your. Oh, words. I was just asking. That I'm just, just saying asking that a question. to go from one and sixteen to four and zero. Oh, Maybe something changed. Uh, maybe their JV team was really good last year. I hope so. But Marine City falls, and that was a bit surprising because again, you looked at that and you thought that was a nothing burger of a game. Yeah, was, and and, really and, the, and the Mariners' first couple of games made you think they're rolling. They're feeling really good. And maybe they were looking past to Marysville a bit. I mean, they have Marysville and Kloss in their next two games. Two teams that beat them a year ago. I don't know. I, I just know I was surprised by the score, and I'm going to assume something changed at Warren Fitz, or it was just one of those nights. But Warren Fitz is 4-0. I don't know. I You'd have to go back probably a couple years to get four wins total for, for Warren Fitz because that was the game in the Matt Gold that you went, uh, okay, yeah, we don't need to worry about that one. They're, they're going to get the win. Yeah, if you go back the past three full seasons, they had five wins total. Wow. So, yeah, something changed. Yeah. Some, something ha- something, something has changed, changed at Warren Fitzgerald with girls basketball. All right, let's. Uh, we had three BWAC uh, teams in action last night. Uh, Armada lost to uh, Warren uh, Regina 49-22. to Regina is usually pretty good, but... I was hopeful that Armada would make this a little closer game. Yeah, they're 2-2 two and two to start the year. The one was the double OT loss to Kingston at Kingston. I'm not going to get too upset about it. I like that they're really playing quality teams. Right. Regina was 1-2, and two, but their losses were Gross Point North and Utica Ford. So not bad teams. But, yeah, you never like to see a 27-point loss. But sometimes the game, I guess, just gets away from you. I don't... 
Uh, I'm still the jury's still out on Armada, but it won't be for long because in about four days they take on MLA City. Yeah, so Re- that will be the first big measuring stick in conference play. And, and Regina plays in in one of those suffocating environments because that's a that's a, a middle school gymnasium. If they play, yeah. If unless they play somewhere else, which who knows? I don't know where else they do. would play. I don't know either. All right, other BWAC scores. Cross Lex drops their first game of the year to Bad Axe 39-29. I believe that was in Bad Axe. Yeah, that, um, that, that's interesting because the, the Pioneers have really played well so far this season. Um, but Bad Axe has played well so far this season, too. I know Bad Axe really handled uh, Harbor Beach in the uh, first game. And, uh, and again, I know we it's – Bad to compare. They both beat Harbor Beach, but Croslex beat them by one, and Bad Axe beat them by 20-something. Well, I'm sure someone's trying to do that with Port here on Northern and Marysville right now, and yeah. they're very confused. Yeah. So uh, Croslex drops their first game. Looks like scoring was just a bit of an issue in their defense. Maybe Bad Axe was able to break the pressure that Croslex was bringing. Yale, 52, Memphis, 7. Yale's got a good team, Dennis. Yeah, I'm, you know. I, I'm sure Barr did some damage, and I'm sure Dykstra did some damage. I'm 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 really excited. I I well, I know why they do it, but let me ask you: Do you like that the BWAC gets into conference play a little bit before the new year, or do you like all your non-conferences in December? Once you once the calendar turns over, go in and attack because uh, there's two conference games for the BWAC before January 1st. And I get it because they're just a bigger league. Yeah, the I mean, with with the eight-team league, I, I guess you have to because 14 of your games are league games. Right. So that's more than half your, your schedule is in league, and it's a little different. Most other leagues, like what the MAC leagues are all six Yeah, so leagues. you only have a 10-game league season yeah. where they have a 14. So I, I guess you have to do it. But Isla, the sooner you can get into the rivalries, the sooner I think the season becomes fun. See, personally, I kind of like waiting till after the new year because you're – oh, by the way, the MHSA is at 52-8, to eight, so let's not short Memphis. Oh, point. they had 52-7 last night. All so right, well, it's somebody must have just skewed the score. Um, but I kind of like getting a month, not as like a preseason, but you get to schedule those games like – we do like the first seven Port here on High Boys games because they play Anchor Bay, Cross Lex, uh, yeah, Armada. Yeah, Anchor Bay, Northern, Cross Lex, Armada, Marysville, St. Clair. And Marysville, St. Clair are, are league games, but they get a lot of these non-league games in, and it's kind of the measuring stick, and you get to feel where you're at. You find your identity as a team because sometimes in game three or four – you're not where you want to be, where by game six, seven, and eight, and a full month of games and practice you are. And I just feel like it's a more true barometer of where you are league-wise. I could be wrong, but I think when Yale beat Richmond and boys last year, that was a December game. I'd have to go back and double-check. I think it was, I think it was like the second league game of the year where – no disrespect to Yale, if they play that game in February, Richmond was clicking a lot better then. But, hey, you play the schedule in front of you. Yale had this. Having it in a tight, tight little package, I enjoy the game starting after the new year. Okay. We had some uh, tight games up in the uh, thumb last night. Brown City beat Lakers 
32-23. USA, a one-point win over Harbor Beach, 37-36. Again, that Beach team won 16 games last year. They brought back five seniors, but they're really struggling. Just have to figure out a way to win. That's what, their second one-point loss in a row? Yeah. And uh, and Cassidy beat uh, Ubley 31-23. to So some low-scoring but competitive uh, games uh, around the area last night. Uh, one other score that I want to throw in there for the ladies, Warren Woods Tower beat New Haven 41-32. to All our girls' games were last night. There were no girls' games involving area teams on Wednesday night. And we only had a handful of boys' games. Uh, really, haven't had a lot of boys' games the last couple nights, but we saw a good a few of them the last couple nights, and, well, it's some good, some bad, and we'll try to figure out what to make of it. All right, yeah, uh, you saw Richmond uh, last night, and I saw PH the night before, and we'll get into that in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 this is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and uh, Brady. Let's talk some boys basketball. Uh, really only the one game last night. You want to start uh, there with your Richmond game, or do you want to go back to Wednesday? No, let's start with the Richmond game because they're one of the teams in the area, Dennis, that I think we both expect to be one of the top teams. And if they're not one of the top teams, they're right behind them. They're probably the best threat to knock off Croslex. I mean, they were a couple plays away from doing it at home a year ago. So they bring back everyone. I mean, Daquan Haskins, Carl Stevens, Marcus Thompson, uh, Trey Graham, Blake Rajewski, among others. I mean, then the whole bench is I mean, they have yeah. a deep bench, and their stars are stars. Mays is back. Mays is back. Bob Yelenchich is back. They have, they have dudes on that team. And the first quarter against Lutheran North, who had beaten Utica Ford, a bad team, but they still beat them how they should. Uh, it was 10-8 after a quarter, and I'm going, all right, a little bit of a game. Uh, both sides, are they're going up and down, but playing tight defensively. And <laughs> and then Richmond exploded. Uh, Carl Stevens, at one point in the second quarter, had 15 points, and I believe he was outscoring Lutheran North 15-14 to 14 Wow! at one point, and he was going over. <laughs> Off. I mean, Carl Stevens, at the end of last year, he finished strong, if you remember. He was basically a walking double-double at the end of last year. He had 15 points at halftime. He, now, he got a tech, and it was weird. Like, he just got a tech, and I didn't notice anything. Lutheran North called the timeout. He celebrated, and then the official came over and went technical. And also, quick aside... I don't do the one finger T, the like little T. Like use the whole hand. It just looks it just looks weird when you go T. Like no, it's a technical. Give him the whole yeah. hand. But I, apparently he said something in real time. I didn't notice anything he said. But if you say the magic words close enough to an official, you'll get it. I don't know if he said it or not. All I'm saying is, as a broadcaster. Didn't really see anything that warranted a T, and I was surprised when he called it. I went, oh, that's a weird way to signal timeout, and turned out it was a tech. But 
Uh, at the half, Richmond was up 30-16. to 16. They ended up cruising to a 62-45 win. Stevens had 19. I was shocked he didn't have a double-double. It felt like he had five rebounds in the first two minutes of the game. But here's Carl Stevens' line. 19 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals. It's not a bad night at the office. Especially in a high school basketball game. Like, See, it was really funny because every time I did a Richmond game, Stevens was the star. Scored over 20 points every time I did a Richmond game last year. The first few times you did Richmond games, he really he was wasn't, quiet. He wasn't the focal point, and you kept going, he, you're going, Stucky, what are you talking about? And I'm like, dude, every time I see him, he scores 23, I'm like, 25. I'm like, Haskins is the scorer <laughs> who had nine last night. He hit two threes. Marcus Thompson had nine, but it was actually Sebastian Mays who had 10 and probably was on the receiving end of uh, a majority of the assists. But Mays had uh, 10 points, as I said. Daquan Haskins had nine points, but six assists, three steals. Marcus Thompson, nine points, two assists, a block and a rebound. So a lot of guys filling up the stat sheet. And Richmond's, Richmond's solid. If you want to get into a track re- meet with Richmond, you better be ready to run. You better be ready to run because they have dudes. And the thing is, okay, you want to take away Carl Stevens. Ha- hope you have someone that can can match up with, with, with Haskins and Thompson. Your best bet, unless you have the pure athletes to go with them, and there are teams around here that can. We saw it last year, but... You're going to have to hope they have an off-night shooting, but Thompson, or, or excuse me, Haskins hit two threes. Stevens hit a couple of threes. Joey Simmons hit a three. Trey Graham hit a three. So they can shoot from the outside, too. It's not just all being athletic and attacking the basket. See, and, and this, again, kind of excited. Maybe it's early to hype, but I'm kind of excited for Richmond Crosslex matchup um, because the other thing about Richmond is – they're one of the, the teams in the area that's got size. And, and so because McDonald's going to be a factor this year. And they might have guys in the post, you know, that can make McDonald work a little harder for what what he's going to get. And, and Carl Stevens is just all over the court. You know, sometimes when you get in the flow of the game and you're not sure and you just go, all right, it's probably him. It's probably Carl Stevens that grabbed the rebound <laughs> or, or, or got the got the block. It's just he, That's just how he plays. Um, by the way, you want the Cross-Lex-Richmond matchup. The first one comes January 19th, so you have a while oh, to Oh, that's wait. a long time. But again, Cross-Lex has to go to University Prep, to Armada, host both Port Huron schools before the new year. Yeah, so there'll be a lot of fun games in there. I think we do like three of those and at Gross Point North, which is actually tonight. Yeah, that'll be a a good matchup uh, too. All right, let's bounce back to uh, Wednesday uh, night. Uh, Port Huron High uh, opened against uh, Utica at PH. This was a really close game game for three quarters and then at some point in the fourth quarter I looked up at the scoreboard and Utica was up 18 and they ended up winning by 11 and I'm trying to figure out really how it how it got that way I mean turnovers the the, the turnovers and the big reds had a a dry spell a stretch where, where they they couldn't score they were stuck on 33 for a long time yeah and 
Port Huron High was their own worst enemy last night or two nights ago. They had opportunity. Their first minute of the game, they looked incredible. There was 5 nothing, and they were running the floor, playing tight defense. Um, but that's all they had. And, and Utica just kind of let them make mistakes and took advantage of them. If that's a good way to put it, I mean, you were there too. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's kind of what it felt like. Like Utica was opportunistic. They played tight defense. They probably had ten points on uncontested fast break layups, back to back plays. A kid from Utica just got behind the defense, and it was a bomb. Yeah, pass. that the, they and that was in the third quarter they, when it was they, still a close game. They did that long pass, inbounding the ball underneath their own basket, and yeah, two plays in a row, it was wide open, and it's like. Okay, I get it the first time they fool you, but then you should be looking for it. Like the very next play. And it felt like anytime Port Huron had any type of momentum, they would turn the ball over. They'd miss some shots. If Port Huron hits their free throws, they might have a chance at the end to win it. Yeah, that, that was the other thing. They, they shot poorly from the free throw line. But still, it was a three-point game at halftime. They were only down six going into the fourth quarter. So, I mean, they had opportunity but at, at some point, it, it just really got off the rails in the fourth quarter. Mason Brody was part of that. He had uh, 22 uh, points, and he had uh, 10 in the second half, and those 10 points came in a combined eight seconds. Like, he, he knocked down a three, then he stole an inbounds pass and scored, and then he knocked down a three, and he stole an inbounds pass and scored. He did it twice. It was separated, but he did it twice in the half, and that was all of his scoring. Yeah, and, like, I just, Port Huron at times, I know they're athletic and they want to run with teams because they can, but it feels like sometimes they just need to take a deep breath and relax, whether that's it, uh, running up and down or, I, I know some coaches hate running sets, some coaches run sets all the time, but one thing I'd want to see from PH is, hey, it, it got, got a little wild, just have a set play to get everyone in the same on the on, in rhythm because it felt like times in the half court offense, some of them were trying to zig and others were trying to zag and they weren't all on the same page and that's part of the reason why it led to turnovers. Well, you know, one of their better stretches of the game was they they started lobbing into the post to Benjamin and they did it like three times in a row and it was working and then that kind of stopped happening he ended up uh Dwinell ended up with 10 points he's a little raw but but I like what they have there he's a big dude he's got size he's got what, he's got a, what lo- six six yeah I mean and 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 he's he's thick too he's not a spindly six six no. uh so I mean I, I I liked when they got him the ball and like I say for for a little stretch there it, it was working he finished with 10 here's the other thing Seven different guys scored for them. So, I mean, they got guys that can do it, and Nate Oriole didn't play. Yeah, Nate Oriole didn't play. That's a big, That's a starter you're missing. Um, I liked what Foy did. You can tell offensively he's a problem. He's going to be more athletic than 90% of the guys he faces. Now it's turning that athleticism. You can see some basketball skills, but getting to the hoop. And that's the other thing, sometimes offensively. If you get a mismatch on him, just ISO away and let him go to work. Again, there were stretches. Like if you just showed, if I showed you some two-minute clips of the Port here in high game, you're going, that's a really good team. Yeah. But there were longer stretches where you go, guys, you're getting in your own way. 
Got to get out of it. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd like to – with Deontay's game, I'd like to see a little more control. Yes. Like the, the skill, the athleticism, all of that is there. Maybe slow down half a step. You don't like, always have it, to be in fifth gear. Yeah, it's tough to tell a kid not to go fast when he's fast. But for him, maybe, maybe sometimes if you take an extra half second, you'll get more accomplished. And sometimes going slower, you can slow down the other defender. Use, use a change of speed. Use your, your quickness when you've slowed the other guy down. But Port Huron has talent. Yeah, Rosenau is a good player. Rosenau, he only had eight points, but he was all over the floor defensively. That kid doesn't slow down at all. Um, and you can tell he's gotten bigger and taken care of himself and made himself a stronger basketball player. And I'm going to get a Peyton Mullins call in there. He had a nice and one uh, in the uh, fourth uh, quarter when he got in and uh, Brady had already left. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> both East China schools lost. One wasn't that surprising. Lance Cruz beat St. Clair 56-39. Basically, it was a couple couple minute stretches that killed St. Clair. Um, Lance Cruz is a really good team. Uh, they're, they have a couple kids that are going to go play college ball. St. Clair trying to find their footing, and they drop their opener on the road. Well, uh, what they, they have the, the one guy, Karan Williams. Williams, is I it? I believe. Uh, who I think put 30-something up on them last year, and they were actually happy with the way they played against him. I think they held him to 12 or 14 points. Yeah, it was not a lot, and he's a guy that can score 25. He yeah. did it against He does Saint it Claire in his sleep. Two years ago, he went off yeah. in St. Clair. Uh, but Lakeshore beat Marine City 54-47, and this is where one data point is troubling. I hope it's that Lakeshore's still really good because you saw them last year, Dennis. Yep. And that Marine City stepped up to the challenge and just fell a little short on the road. But I don't know, is Lakeshore, did they, how much did they lose? What do they have back? And what does this, what do these games mean? For, what does that game mean for Marine City? Well, I want to take a positive out of this because, again, we don't know. Anybody that's playing for the Mariners, this, uh, like everybody is gone off of last year's uh, team. Certainly everybody that did their scoring is gone off of last year's uh, team. Uh, and to play Lakeshore and uh, have a seven-point game with them and score 47, right. like I'm encouraged. I, I, I want to see the Mariners now and find out what they're about. They're at Yale to start next week. And we know Yale will be a plus team. How plus, we're not sure, but we're pretty sure they'll be a plus team. Where do they fall at Yale? Because remember last year, Yale came down to Marine City, and Marine City kind of boat raced them. Yeah. They had one of their best performances. They were shooting, and they kind of ran Yale out of the gym. They have to go up to Yale. That's just a tough spot to play in. I'm curious to see what Marine City does. Can you follow up that performance with another good game? Yeah. Uh, so I look at that score and I go, hey, maybe it's not all doom and gloom at Marine City this year. At least that's what my heart wants to, to say, uh, not having any of the specifics and not having seen the game. I believe we will be yeah at, out at, at uh, Yale for that game. I'll have to double check for you. But, yeah, we're out at Yale for that game next week. 
Okay. Uh, Burton Atherton beats KPAC 66 to 34. Uh, Marlette gets a, a nice win over Landmark 62 16. Quentin Sarton, he was the quarterback for the football team. So I saw him against Mooney and thought, boy, th- this is a nice athlete. 20 points, five steals, three assists, two blocks, and I think he drove the uh, the bus. That's a nice win for Marlott. Uh, and uh, Bad Axe beats North Branch 59-48. to And, again, North Branch, uh, we know the girls are good. The boys are an anomaly to us because we really don't get to see them play that often, and we really don't know who their guys are. Yeah, I know they bring a lot back. They have a new coach, but North Branch needs to – yeah, they just have to. That's a team that needs to figure out how to win. All right. So tonight, I'll be in St. Clair. They take on uh, Algonac in boys' high school basketball uh, action. Uh, and uh, Brady, you'll be back at PH. They've got Anchor Bay. Love Dylan Gyra. Think you're going to enjoy watching him play. Not, I haven't gotten to see him play yet, yeah, yeah. and I'm curious to see how Port Huron responds to their opening night loss. Because again, there were stretches. They looked really good. They just need to. Uh, at times, take a deep breath and slow down. Uh, mentioned that PH plays hockey tomorrow at 1. Then at 6 o'clock, I'll be at Northern to see the boys against Chippewa Valley. Very excited to see Port Huron Northern basketball, you know, because this is one where, where we do all the hype. Well, we know Tyler Jamison. That's not hype. Right. Now I want to find out about these young guys. I want to see them play and see them in action. Exactly. And I'll be down at the Dave Jackson tip-off classic for Mooney, Richmond, girls and boys, girls at one, boys at three. So we still got a a busy weekend uh, of uh, of basketball and sports for you on uh, GetStuckOnSports.com. So it's it's not like we've been taking it easy this week, but we're going to finish the week with a flurry. Sounds sounds like a lot of fun, and we'll recap all that on Monday. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.